I'm Casey. I'm Heidi. We're the, the Blonde, Blonde Jokes. Jokes. And you're listening to, wow, wow. the program for, for women, women, by women, women just two women, women, on women. Look, we're getting it down. Hey, hey, hey. That's hey, the best we've ever done it. It really Especially is. at the beginning part. Yeah. Good job. We're professional now. We did it. Um, we've got uh, some topics to talk about today. Me too. Um, in... Uh, recent, in recent days, we've released a few videos. We sure have. So be sure to check them out. We talked about, um, moving to the West side, but we're, we're not moving to the, to the we're West not. side. We're not moving to Santa Monica. My we're mom not. asked me that. Uh, that's She's funny. like, I thought you were going to surprise me. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. No, um, we won't tell you where we live, but no, it's not in Santa Monica. So, or the Valley. Yeah, or the valley. Um, so uh, that's exciting. So you can check us out on our Instagram, our YouTube, and our Facebook page. We post the videos. Yes, on all of those, on all of those things. Yay! Yay! Um, what else? Is going and on? our Patreon. You can check out our Patreon. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. it is our one year anniversary on Patreon. Did it you is. see that? I sure yeah, did. That's congratulations. Yep. Thanks, Patreon. Um, yeah, so you can support us if you notice our videos are shot with our cell phone recently. Um, that's to keep costs down. And um, and uh, that's... Um, yeah. Yeah, but we would really love to get back into doing music videos. You can check out our Britney Spears music video. Um, it's getting some heat on YouTube, so you can check that out. Yes, it is. Um, but we could do more of those yes. um, with some Patreon help, so... Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um... Heidi, did you see The Lion King? I did. You did? What do you think? I did. I, you know, I, at the beginning, I was a little like, it's it's exactly like the cartoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, exactly like the cartoon. Yeah. I did want Rafiki in there more because I love Rafiki. And yeah. in the, um, the musical, Rafiki is a woman and she's awesome. And Rafiki was a man and barely in it this time in the movie. That was my only thing. But I totally got involved in the end and was like cheering for Simba and really upset when things didn't, weren't going well. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, act, I, of course I, on all of these like live remakes, I like the original better, Yeah, but I don't know if that's just because like I was a child when they were released and it's like ingrained in my childhood, but I did work in animation for a little while. Yeah. At Warner Brothers. <clears throat> and, um, Hashtag Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot about the animation process and storyboarding and how, mm. how like, just how insanely talented these artists are that create, you know, these animations. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, the animation of, I guess it was a mix of live action and animation. I was going to ask you, because it's CGI. They did a lot with, like, real animals. But, so how is that the same and different from actual well like, I think the, hand drawing. I mean uh, so, uh, I'm just guessing here I did not research this but I think the DP was Louis Deschanel, Deschanel's dad mm -hmm. um and I and think John Favreau was way the to go, director buddy. Mm -hmm. and well, yeah big kahuna mm -hmm. sure um and he uh, I think that they shot actual like savannas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think the nature part of it was real-ish. Mm -hmm. um, but I 
think that the lions were animated. I mean, they definitely took every single animal from life. Like, yeah. it reminded me of the well, essence of animation, which, um, like, the there's these really, really old kind of behind the scenes Disney footage oh, of when yeah. it was first being made and they'll follow the animators out to the nature where they would constantly be sketching animals which yeah. they would then use to create you know yeah animals right um it reminded me of that but real yeah I couldn't believe how you know the animals the behavior everything was I look. I felt like I was watching National Geographic yeah. film, especially at the beginning. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. And from a film, like from a achievement perspective, I'm like, that's an incredible achievement. From mm. a film perspective, I'm like, I don't want to watch National Geographic. Nah. I want to watch cinema. Yeah. <laughs> and the the it's just the animations are just so much more cinematic. And a lot of times, you can be so much more cinematic with animations, like. A lot of like the Batman movies are really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, animated. The Lego ones are funny. Yeah, yeah, but like. Um, oh, but not very cinematic. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bad example. Whatever. Well, like into the Spider Verse, like you, like yeah. you can do stuff with animation, like like with the Lion King. Um, I don't like they kind of tried with this, but like there would be scenes in this live action one where like Scar was like standing in the shadows and Simba mm. was standing in the sun. And I was like, wow, good attempt, guys. <laughs> Whereas like in animation, you can like really make those colors yeah. really dramatic mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. I just felt like, I, and I was like, wow, well, bummer. But did you think? Um, oh, what was it? Billy oh. Eichner? No. Oh. I was something I was going to, I don't remember now. I just completely, I was like, did you like something? Because people were talking about, I can't remember now. Never mind. Strike Beyonce? <laughs> oh, I have a friend that did not like Beyonce really? at all as Nala. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, oh, yeah. Um, Beyonce's. Not really an actress, but I love Beyonce. I loved her album. I listened to her album. Yeah. Uh, her singing was awesome. <laughs> her... He didn't like her singing. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. But I did like her and uh, Donald Glover like singing together. I thought yeah. it was fun. Um, I thought it was a little overscored. Ah. There was yeah. a lot of like, ooh, ah, ooh. A lot of that. Not that's not Beyonce and Donald Glover, but it was just right. in general throughout the film. I was wondering if they were trying to add more African elements to it, but they didn't. Without sorry, actually honoring Africa in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, like the mute that that was that was. They tried to with Rafiki. They. That's kind of what ticked me off because Rafiki gives that element. And to have Julie Taymor on board, I mean, to me, that's what one of the things she brings to it yeah. is this kind of commitment to the actual artistry of that area yeah. or that continent. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved to have seen a little more of, of that. And the, like Rafiki does, but he... I felt like he was barely in the movie, and he was one of my favorite parts of the animated. I was wondering if they were 
you know, because I can't speak from this experience, I was wondering if maybe the original Rafiki was offensive because he's like crazy and like wacky and maybe they were trying to tame that down. I don't know. Yeah, but just do a new thing. Like the Rafiki on in the Broadway production is bad like in a good way like yeah. good bad that she is. she is amazing she is the the force throughout the story as right. well and she is the storyteller yeah and and they they got rid of that here um yeah. i know i was i was like kind of complaining about john favreau directing it the person i saw it with was like i don't care it's a big bunch of yeah. Disney movie. Literally, yeah. who cares? Like, this is a money grab. Yeah. Just go They got watch their it. money. They got their money. But it is, like, I don't know. Like, we've had, like, Black Panther happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, okay, it's possible to, like, mm-hmm. have a whole community that the story is about in Africa. Like, mm-hmm. come and support the film and, like, mm-hmm. be really excited about how African it is. Yes. Actually, like, <laughs> actually, yeah, no. But, but the person I saw it with was also, like, their yeah, animal. I've got a pretty good complaint. At the end of the movie, when the credits are going up, mm-hmm. all right, so you know they've got, like, John Favreau, yeah. Uh, director, yeah. Producer, John Favreau, everyone, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's that section where they list the name player, like the main characters, actors. the main actors, right? And then after that, they do all the running credits in order of appearance, and then they list the whole cast and everybody that yeah. voiced. Um, I, I, I think because it's called The Lion King. Like, the most important character in it would be Simba, correct? Who, you know, that's Donald Glover. But the the first name that flashes on the screen, I saw it with a friend of mine who is Afri- African-American. And I turned to him and I was like, like, one of the white guys? <laughs> Seth Rogen is the first name that comes up? What the world? What? How is- I'm sorry. But... No, under no circumstances should the first superstar name I see be Seth Rogen. I am sorry. It should have been Donald Glover and then with Beyonce, Beyonce Knowles. They, wow. With How was it with? Beyonce. They, I, guess, I guess people, yeah, for yeah. anyone who doesn't understand, like the billing, like top billing, yeah. the with, it's like, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but that's kind of like it the is. Hollywood of things. Yeah, it's top like, billing. Is, it's, you know, people who get their, their name all by itself on the screen and mm-hmm. usually the agents negotiate it mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like based on who's the biggest star in the film yeah. like um uh, or who robert downey jr in iron man would get top billing well i mean in the movie glass my friend actually had made this point before um to me and i'm only not saying his name because i don't know if he wants the world to know his our conversations yeah. but um also in the movie industry and he the so the movie glass yeah right it's about the character of glass right yeah. the, right so you know who played glass who? samuel jackson oh. do you know the first name build on that movie wow bruce willis who's barely in the movie but he got top billing above the guy playing the title character and fine you got an, so an agent that is aggressive that negotiated that for you 
but like don't ask stop asking don't let them do that there's I, like no need there's no what does that do for you it doesn't it makes do. you look bad yeah it like, makes you look bad and you didn't do the asking and and if you have a with in front of it mm. it means you're second tier exactly so it's like with Beyonce no. last and she was Nala what? can you feel the love tonight like they... Literally, I was sitting there looking at that. I was like, this seems incredibly out of order. <laughs> Unless it was supposed to be like, she's the superstar singer. So she, she came to, to bestow, I don't know, but no, I, with, but it, traditionally it just always means, means second. Exactly. Um, I know I was very, very, very shocked at that. Whatever the reasoning behind it like she's Nala I mean I just don't she she acted whatever people think about her the quality of her acting work right. like she did right you know you, it's Donald Glover Beyonce top billing yeah and then literally Seth should have been last I should have been with <laughs> well <laughs> it's interesting because like I just watched Seth oh good segue I just watched Seth on um comedians and cars oh did you I did, and I actually really like what he's doing lately because he is producing. And they brought he brought um, Jerry Seinfeld back into like on the lot with him. Hmm. Who is his writing partner? Dang, I forgot who his writing partner is. But um, him and his writing partner like have an office. I think it's at Sony. Mm-hmm. It might be Paramount. Um, well, Sony is. I think it's Sony. Sony is possibly going to be acquired soon. Great. Well, um, but Seth was really cool on the episode and he was like, he, he seems like a nice guy. He's super nice, yeah. really sweet. And like he, I think he's really good at what he does. I'm wondering if he got top billing because he's, I'm like, did Funny. he get like a producer? It doesn't matter. Credit in this It or doesn't something? matter. Like. Then he would have the producer credit too, and that should not yeah. affect where he is in the roster. Like, I, I, I think he's funny. I know a lot of people have issue or whatever with him, but I think he's funny. He seems like a genuinely nice guy with like the frat boy humor and all that. And yeah, yeah. There's a place in this world for all funny things, yeah. but I just don't see any world where he should ever be the first person listed on the Lion King. <laughs> Such a good statement. <laughs> Very fair. Did you watch Comedians in the Cars? I did. And not the most recent one, but I love, I mean, generally love to listen to comedians in yeah. cars. The cars are beautiful. It's really fun to hear. Like this one, he had Eddie Murphy. I know. Ah, it's so great. Yeah. The only thing I'm, I, I wish that he would have like Chelsea Handler or. Yes. Whitney Cummings. Yes, yes. Some some great Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes, yes. Like, there's just, like, I don't know if it's, like, an oversight or if they're trying and they can't book. Or if he doesn't want want to talk to to them. I don't know what that is. Because he's had some guys on. A couple, like, twice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he had Ricky Gervais on twice. Yeah. And I can't imagine that it's hard to book an afternoon with mm. somebody. No. I don't know. And what was it you were saying about... Um, well, like in this Well, they've season, had SNL people on 
and they're not. Yeah, I mean, he had Kathleen Madigan on, which is who's that was a great episode. Um, she's a stand-up, right? And then he had Julia Louise, yeah, who's an actress. Yeah, but she did stand-up too, I think, okay. as well. So that she was on SNL and stuff. Yeah, she's great. Um, Kristen Wiig, who's an actress. Yes, SNL though, so she's SNL. a writer as well. Would have been. Yeah, yeah, writer yeah. for um, uh, SNL. Wow. Not Blantis. Uh, but she's welcome to come do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then from this season, it's... Uh, oh, last season, Kate McKinnon, who's an actress. Mm-hmm. Colleen, but they all would have been in the writer's room at SNL. Okay. Colleen Ballinger, who's an actress. Uh-huh. On, uh, she does Miranda Sings, uh-huh. um, YouTuber. Yeah. Um, uh, what is her name that was... That's on it. Oh, crap. I can't think of Amy Schumer? Okay. Amy Schumer, stand yeah. up. Yeah. Melissa. Um, Melissa Vians, uh Melissa Villasenor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actress. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There were two women in this season. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, I, I just wonder Well, if women aware. aren't funny. <laughs> Apparently. Women aren't funny, Casey. But that's the thing. Because we were like... so generously mansplained recently. <laughs> they are not funny, guys <laughs> and girls. Stop trying. It was... I'm just... Like, this was the first time, and I love this show so much. But, like, w- we're watching it in order to learn. Yeah. You know, all like comedians right now watch the show because we want to yeah, know some wisdom and insight and like vicariously get mentorship from these mm-hmm. people. Mhm. Yeah. And I'm like like Steve the Steve Martin episode I thought did that. Like it was it was it was really fascinating, but but you're you're telling us that the wisdom can only come from It just seems like an oversight. Yeah. It this time it was very it was glaring to me. Yeah. I was like, what? out of eleven um, episodes? Eleven episodes, two, two were women. You're not trying. Maybe it's a me too thing. Maybe they're afraid to have women. I don't know. I don't You and, never know what's gonna happen in a car with a comedian. Wah wah wah. I'm just kidding. But I guess also what is a little frustrating to me is like the episodes with women like not including like Ellen, Kathleen Madigan, mm-hmm. you know, the ones with the actresses, they're kind of giggling along instead of contributing instead to their of, process. Yeah. He's not really asking them about their process. Their work. Yeah. And then he, he does He's kind ask. of doing bits and they're giggling. So, I have noticed that when he has the some of the men he has had on um, they're the ones I've seen are people that he admires or respects in some way. Uh-huh. And so he'll ask those people about right. that. So like Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh. Why am I going blank? Well, with Eddie, he was yeah. like, they came up together. So he yeah. was like, remember this place yeah. and this place and blah, blah, blah. And they were yeah. like talking about like coming up in the business right. and stuff. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of, I mean with Ellen, he did. 
Yeah, but maybe like he just doesn't have women in his because the industry is dominated by men. It is still well, yeah, and he came up in a world I where mean, yeah. I don't think he does it on purpose because that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, I mean he had Julia Louis yes. on. Who yes. He, admires yeah you know you can tell that yeah. he loves her right and she's brilliant and he he i think did a good job with like kathleen mm -hmm. but that's what i mean like i don't think it's a i don't think that it's a case of him hating women or not wanting women but it seems like he's who he, he maybe he doesn't have women in his mind that he wants to talk to or that did that in his like that he looked up to or anything because they just weren't present in the industry for the most part i mean they were there but not like not like men were but like in the percentage that's on his show. yeah but it would be interesting now that the show is is getting picked up for more seasons to have more women and like before he gets in the car have him like watch their stuff and be like oh what was it like Right, maybe yeah. I research. Well, that's like, <laughs> well, like the thing is, like, he had Colleen Ballinger on, mm -hmm. which I'm sure was a, produ a producer yeah. suggestion. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's well, he watches no. things unless his kids do. Right. Maybe. Maybe. And he, like, thought this kid, but, like, that was a huge deal. She's mm -hmm. a digital star. Yeah. It was a, a little bit of a cluster F, but, mm. like, you know. I was like, wow, the show is trying. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it just seems so weird. Like, how do you not notice that you only have two, two women? Two women. And both of them were not great. You know? Yeah. The second woman, oh, I got to look up her name. She was actually really cool. I, I have no idea who she is because she does, like, this, I guess, this really cool live show in in New York. And he's, like, friend, personal friends with her, Bridget Everett. Mm. She was super cool. And... But it was like such a niche person that I was like, great, awesome. Like well, if you want to bring people up, people will right. notice her. Well, do totally. that for more women then, because this industry is still like, dominated by men. Have heavy hitters like Chelsea yeah. and Whitney and Busy and like yeah, and um, even yeah. like Full Frontal. Ni absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Nikki Glaser. Yes, Samantha B. Um, um, Angela oh. Johnson. Uh, I I guess. What I want is like because I'm a female comedian, right. I want to learn right. from female comedians. Right. Because that would right. be cool. That would be cool. And I don't feel like this season I learned anything from female comedians. Right. Right. That I could take home with me. Yeah. And I was sad about that. Yeah. And I was like, how did this happen? Yeah, well, I think the show started as kind of like a hobby for him, something yeah. that was like, this will be fun, right. and I don't know that he expected it to continue right. the way that it has, right. but now that it has, um, it's doing something in the world, and so public service request yeah, public to, get service more, to get more women. Please, like, your show's not hard to make, like, mm -mm. just like... You got a lot of beautiful cars. Just, yeah, uh, it literally seems like it's on your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to, like, maybe oh. release your schedule a little bit so you can book somebody who's cool that's a woman, that, like, more people. Well, and then in the interview, ask questions of substance. Yeah. Yeah. And not just try to make them laugh the whole time. Right. Which is great. Yeah. But. But that's not what the show's about. 
the show's kind of like voyeurism yeah. into like what this experience is like. Which is another thing I really love is watching right. one person have intimate conversations with a variety of people right. and watching just the human chemistry between people. That's like yeah. natural and like, you know, like that's so interesting. But it is so interesting that the natural chemistry between him and women is him making them laugh right. and them giggling and not saying anything. But that's my Why point. Why do they feel that way it with him? forces the change. It's so interesting. Yeah. It forces the change because obviously men and women are different and there's different dynamics, you know, it's not like, yeah. So, so it's great opportunity for him yeah, to alter that. And, um, if he wants to, that's the other thing, like he may have no interest in doing anything other than exactly what he's doing, the way he's doing it. Sure. Um, so, but, but it would be really great yeah. since I think he does have children who are female if he could contribute that to the world and have yeah, some, I mean, have some he lady would be, voices and he would be like he would be like oh shut up whatever get over it yeah it's comedy right what it who is- cares that's what he would be like <laughs> quit whining somebody cares because they're booking people on youtube to come sit in the car with you so someone cares and you can too we're having coffee it's fine no get over it well then why is it called a doorbell it's not even a bell <laughs> do you like my jersey bell impression <laughs> oh wow Anyways. on that note <laughs> yes well on a lighter note did you watch Big Little Lies? I did watch Big Little Lies. How'd you think? How'd you think? <laughs> How'd I think? Well, I love that show. It's one of my favorites. But I thought the last two, I know, I'm the last two episodes were my least favorite of the season. Really? It's okay yeah. to be critical. It's, yeah. okay, it's okay to be negative. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to be negative too, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought that I love David David E. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I love every single woman on this show. Laura Dern. I uh, heart you till the end of time. Is it bad that oh, I, was it? God. Is it bad that I mostly related to her? No, I did too. I like the like, rage. I, was I like, that oh, was me. me. Wow, me. That's nice to know we're both that angry. <laughs> That's bad. No, it's not. It's great. I. She was a force in this season as well. I thought. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah. But the court room scenes are not well, I was like is this there's no way this is like how it actually would go in court no <laughs> and as somebody that has been in that kind of hearing as a child yeah. I was a little like you know you're killing you're getting like a hundred million dollars or something nuts like you're an incredible writer go to a hearing <laughs> I know you did this stuff for dramatic effect because you had to wrap up the season but i know you only have seven episodes please give me eight so that i can have more development in this area yeah um i know some people were a little upset that like the they didn't feel like well i won't even talk about that never mind but my my only issue with the courtroom scene is first off in the last episode those kids would never have been brought in for the reading of that they would have never been there ever i know that firsthand because i was waiting in the hallway waiting for the verdict like 
they would be brought in to testify in a closed hearing with only the attorneys present and the judge. They're too young. They would never be in there for that. And then there was something, um, oh, they, there's discovery. There's no way they'd be presenting evidence the other side didn't know was coming, one. And two, um, they would never, no judge, I watched it with an attorney actually, but which I personally don't think that a judge would allow that to go on because it has, when they talk about her sexual partners, oh, yeah, yeah. because it has nothing to do with the custody of her children. Right. Um, and this, like, I know they were like having this white guy shame her in a courtroom and that'll get the viewers pissed. But, yeah. but the attorney did say to me that sometimes if the, if, if Nicole Kidman's attorney didn't speak up, which she doesn't, um, sorry, spoilers, uh, the judge, sometimes the judge won't stop it, even if it is out of order. So that was interesting to talk about. So, so that was feasible. Yeah, but she had a terrible lawyer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was really bad. It was very interesting to see, like the tactic of calling all of the lawyers in town before yeah that was interesting is that a real thing like yeah can't... that's a real thing oh, yeah shady. yeah real shady that's crazy i mean i did not love the season as much as last season but i was my expectation was very low yeah because it's like how are you gonna make another season out of yeah. this yeah oh yeah bringing meryl in i think was a brilliant idea those teeth oh the teeth she played it so like something i just really love about her acting this happened in like devil's devil wears prada too where like there's such a temptation as an actor when you're playing an evil character to like play evil right and a lot of drama drama uh TV dramas do that. Like the the mean character will just like seethe like venom, mm -hmm. you know, and you will be saying your lines like I'm an evil person, yes. you know. And Meryl does not do that. She almost retreats. Yeah. Like with Devil Wears Prada, she's quiet. Yeah. And then this one too, she's quiet and and yeah. almost like a mouse and she'll say things kind of under her breath yeah and it makes it that much more like it makes it almost like that much more evil where yeah. you're just like you're kidding me because yeah. like now because she's playing meek grandma right she's playing victim right and you're like like Oh. I feel like she must do, this sounds so artsy-fartsy, but do like a lot of animal work because I mm -hmm. feel like in every piece she's a kind of a, like this one I would say she's a snake oh. or a scorpion because it's very much like, bing, bing, like she spits venom and then retreats into her hole. Right. And then Devil Wears Prada was very panther-like oh, even yeah. in her appearance, just the way she moved and, mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that's yeah, interesting. fascinating. That is fascinating. She's oh, that's brilliant. Ugh. Did you hear all the drama about the director this season? Oh, about the coloring of the intro? Mm -hmm. Oh, I heard about the color. You tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. Okay. So an article came out. Because she's suing. She is? Or something like that, yeah. Okay. HBO. 
So so HBO wanted so the guy who directed the first Jean Marc Wallet. Okay, yeah. he went on to do Sharp Objects. Right. So while they were shooting Sharp Objects, HBO was like, "We gotta kick out another season of mm-hmm. Big Little Lies." Yeah, uh, this is how I imagine they speak. Executives. <laughs> yes, uh, they do. They sound just like stuck that. in the forties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should get a dame. Um, <laughs> But they put her on a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, give her some pants. Oh, <laughs> <I'm modern. laughs> she's 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 smart. She don't take no prisoners. No, she she's got moxie. <laughs> Maybe there's a penis in there. <laughs> okay, so so um, they had a woman. They picked a, a female director who has a very similar style. Mm. Um, the article I read was like, anyone with eyes could see their style was different, but whatever. It's a similar style. Right. Um, and said like, run with it, go, go for it. So she, um, she's from Europe. I want to say France, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So she, uh, maybe England. Oh, I don't remember. She's from Europe. Um, so she comes over, shoots the whole season. They're sending dailies. Like, everyone is happy. Mm-hmm. There's no concerns. Reese, everybody, like, loves her. Great. Mm-hmm. So she goes home to edit it. Mm-hmm. And then the director from the first season, Jean-Marc Valley. yes, seizes the footage and re-edits the entire season has like two weeks of reshoots <gasps> and because of the director's guild she has to be on set while they're reshooting and completely re-edits the entire season Ooh. yeah he is an executive producer on it yeah technically that's within his rights mm-hmm. um and he would have had to have the okay i'm yeah, from HBO. From, well, not just HBO, from Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, who are also so executive producers. producers. Oh, wow. So interesting. I mean, it could have been a mess. I mean, yeah. they might have asked him to do it mm-hmm. and clean it up. All I heard about was the coloring of the intro. Uh-huh. Um, because she wanted to do something different, like have it colored differently. Mm-hmm. And HBO was like, uh, no, it's going to look like last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, they said that there was not a show Bible. There were the, like a, a visual director's show Bible for the second for the, season. For the second season. So there was no definitive style communicated. Understood. Um, well, but, okay, so, and I haven't read this article, full disclosure, I'm getting it all secondhand, and they said that she's suing HBO because, <clears throat> but it sounds like she's got a, a bigger beef than just the coloring of the opening credits mm-hmm. um, for, uh, but, but, but she's with, the, I don't know, the support maybe of the Directors Guild, I don't. I don't know that they did something to undermine her direction. If it was just the coloring, I'd be like, well, no, that's obviously like right. a part and parcel with the show. Right. And you're, that is an executive decision. Right. Blah, blah, blah. That's wow. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, but she, cause she said she, that's what it was. She said they did it cause she was a woman that if she had been a man, it never would have happened. I mean, I don't disagree. Um, I mean, wow. 
it's also like, did she suck? Because, you know, if she did, then great. Like, right. you know, that's what happens when right. you screw it up. But it's like, if it really was somebody just needing to take power back and right. control back because they... Well, you know, because each, it didn't fit because it wasn't the same style. Right. She went and put her artistic stamp yes. on it, which was her own stamp and not in line with the show she was brought on to create, which right. would be, I think, a, a solid argument to have if you're going to go to court with this, because yeah. HBO has a vested interest to provide a product that is similar to the one they've already provided their public. Mm-hmm. And if what she did artistry or not was dissimilar to that which they hired her to do then she she doesn't have a case they do win because they're the ones paying for everything do you think that hbo has a responsibility like the showrunner apparently only showed up on set like a couple of times that's horrible and they sent in dailies do you think that hbo has a plays a part in like neglect if they were not checking in? Mm, no, because look, I don't, they probably were checking in. I mean, they've mm. got their people all over and the show I'm sure was, you know, straight to series. So the scripts were already done. So maybe yeah. that's why that there should have been like a supervising showrunner, yeah. I think. Um, and a show Bible would have been a great idea. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think the edit, as you know, more intimately than most, the edit changes the story in a yeah. huge way. They could have been really happy with all the footage they saw, but whatever is she directed to be pieced together, her mm. her artistic vision that she maybe discovered in the editing room, because that happens, yeah. um, was just not in line with what they felt she was hired to do. I'd have known nothing about this case. Sure. This is just me spitballing but um but the editing room can change an entire movie that's why editors really i really think they should be honored um in a in a more significant way in every award ceremony because they make or break a story a performance the whole thing it's they're they're crucial they are crucial their their eye is the real storyteller they could change the perspective of a movie it's there it's really fascinating but but i think yes so i uh, and I, and yeah. john's john yeah john john, john. john his editing style is so unique and central to the storytelling yeah. um that it is such a, a mark of his artistry i mean sharp objects was so it it creates a mystery and it it gives you pieces of information like in, in different places like it gives you pieces of information where you know you're it throws you off or it gives you yeah. a clue or, or you're kind of like questioning what's going on yeah it. and in this season there were not as many there were yeah. flashbacks yeah and then with her mom there were like the flashes of the, the blue color right um but and we didn't, didn't bo- sit with characters as much right this season like 
Well, I think that was a big... Uh, the season dragged a little bit, but I think that was mostly writing to me. Um, the editing, I'm like... I, like, because it's so him, it didn't bother me that it wasn't that style. Yeah. You no, know? yeah. I I didn't think it dragged. Like, I felt like this amped up pretty good at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, in term, I mean, I... I was not a big fan of Game of Thrones. And I felt like those first two episodes of Game of Thrones were like torture. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, you just wasted two episodes when you've got dead people coming. Um, yeah. So because I had that juxtaposed to compare with Big Little Lies, I was like, oh, now that's how you use first two episodes. I have, there's so much happening. Yeah. So, um, I think that's that comparison, but I, I, yeah, I, I want to go find that article now. That's crazy town. I think it's on IndieWire. Um, what about Adam? What's his name's performance? Adam, who's usually McKay? a comedy. No, Adam. no, I always call him Adam McKay. Uh, always. That's Will Ferrell's partner. Yeah. I always do that. Adam, um, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. How do you think? I love him. I think he's a really great, really great actor. Me too. I loved him in this. Yeah. And I loved the scene, spoiler, where he, him and Reese sit down and talk. And then he goes, we should renew our vows. Yeah. I loved that scene. It was so well done because... You, it could have gone either way. Yeah, but you also still think it's possible that he could have cheated on her. Yeah. It, you don't know. Big little eyes. Yeah, he did so, so well. I just, like, that's just, like, me being, like, a comedy fan. What if, like Sorry. This guy. Douglas Smith? Yes. I thought he was great. He creeps me out <laughs> so much. Well, he's, like, 35. How? <laughs> he looks maybe. like a man child. He <laughs> looks like a serial killer, and I thought he might have been on the spectrum at the beginning. Oh, really? Well, not as a person, but the character. But because I was like, what is going on? He's so weird. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, because he's with. Um, he's totally a cop. Shane. He's such a cop. He's definitely a cop. A cop in the show? In the show. <gasps> Definitely. I think he's absolutely a cop. 100%. Season. Oh my gosh. I did not pick up on that. What? I didn't pick up on that. Because he's coming out of the precinct in that episode. Right. Yeah. You didn't... That's why she gets in a fight with him. Because she's like, you're spying on me for the police. And he's like, no, they just asked me him for questioning. Right. Oh, he's a cop. He is a totally a cop. Oh my gosh. Such, yeah. And he was supposed to be like getting information for her from, from her about from the, her. was the first thing he did was call her one of the Monterey five when they first met. He just comes out of the ocean. He just happens, happens to be oh, everywhere she is. I cannot believe I missed that. He's dumb. But the go. problem is now they're all going to jail. 
they're all going to jail. She just got her kids back, and there's a very good chance that they'll still end up with Meryl. And then she's I mean, gonna... we'll see, because they did say that, that the first person to confess would get a break. Uh, um, that's too easy, because they all um, perjured themselves. They've all... Right. Yeah, they all lied. Mm. Moral of the story. Don't tell lies. Don't tell lies. It'll hurt you more than it hurts other people. If you push someone down the stairs, <laughs> just say, I did that. And uh, he was a bad person. He needed to fall. Of self-defense. Yes. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This was fun. We talked all about TV and movies. We did. It was so good. I like that. I like it. Oh, we didn't read our blonde Oh, we've got a blonde joke. Hey, okay, so goes. we've got a blonde joke. It's quite long um bear with us it's from david k um <clears throat> an old blind cowboy wanders into an all-girl biker bar by mistake he finds his way into the bar stool and orders a shot of jack daniels after sitting there for a while he yells at the bartender hey you want to hear a blonde joke the bar immediately falls silent in a very deep husky voice the woman next to him says before you tell that joke cowboy i think it's only fair given that you are blind that you should know five things given that you are blind one, the bartender is a blonde girl with a baseball bat. Two, the bouncer is a blonde girl with a billy club. Three, I'm a six foot tall, 175 pound blonde woman with a black belt in karate. 175, why is that important? Four, a woman. She's sitting, all muscle. Oh, four. The woman sitting next to me is blonde and a professional weightlifter. Five, the lady to your right is a blonde with. Wait. The woman sitting next to me is a blonde and a professional weightlifter. Five, the lady to your right is a blonde and a professional wrestler. Now, think about it seriously, cowboy. Do you still want to tell that joke? <laughs> the blind cowboy thinks for a second, shakes his head and mutters, no, not if I'm going to have to explain it five times. But, um, <laughs> Thank you, David K. That was worth it. I was like, this is going to be a long one. That's not going to be worth it. That was worth it. Good it joke. Good. It was a good joke. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Good job, David K. Thanks. And if you guys have a blonde joke that you want to submit, um, send it to us. Comment, DM us. Yes. Whatever. Get it to us. We'll Please. find it. And uh, yeah, check us out. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. all the Twitter, things. Patreon. Patreon. And yeah. And yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening to this podcast. Yay. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Blood Jokes! Blood Jokes! Blood Jokes. Fast Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. <laughs>